Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Topical Brainstorm. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, but over, we we're over a month. Yeah, it's been a busy month, though. It's not like we've has, just been doing nothing. It has for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm officially married, which is fun. It is fun, huh? Yeah, I'm recording this episode from my new apartment living room. Nice. Yeah. So how's it? How's it feel to be a married man? You know, it kind of feels the same a little bit. <laughs> like I was thinking about it the night we got married, and you you think that it's this like it is like a giant milestone in your life. And you expect to feel different somehow, but it's just like turning another year older. It's just, a, it's, it's not quite just another day, but it feels like it at the end, you know? It's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's just months of buildup, you know, and you think the whole time about how your life's going to be with, with your wife. And I remember, I think probably feeling something similar to what you're explaining, but it was just, I was so ready to start my life with Kylie and then it happened and it's like, okay, we're here. This is it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, for I'm, sure. I'm happy for you. Thank you. And, uh, it was a fun day. Yeah, got, it was fun. Thanks for coming, man. Got a lot of free food. <laughs> dude uh we got so much stuff oh yeah <laughs> like we've been unpacking boxes for days and we haven't yeah. even gotten to like our actual stuff we've just gotten we've we took out all the new stuff that people got us uh -huh. we haven't unpacked our stuff yet and there's just so many boxes so much cardboard <laughs> but i'm super grateful yeah I mean, it's it's makes it a lot easier to start a new life, you know? Yeah, I remember we just had way too much kitchen stuff. Dude, so much kitchen stuff. Just, <laughs> just off the bat, before we could do anything about it, our, we had to go buy shelves for our kitchen because we had too much stuff. Yeah, I think we're, we're going to buy a shelf for some food because we don't have a real pantry. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Uh Mexico was also a lot of fun. We went to Mexico on the honeymoon. The best thing at the resort was the room service fajitas. <laughs> that sounds good. They were they were so good, dude. Oh man. I had this steak at one of the restaurants and it was basically just a live cow on my plate. It was it was so undercooked, dude. Oh. <laughs> I had to cut it in tiny little chunks just to squeeze it down my gullet. Uh, maybe that's why you got sick. It could be. Uh, probably not, though. It's a steak. It's not supposed to. Anyway. Yeah. Did you? I know you were really worried about getting from the airport to the resort. Was that an issue at all? It wasn't, but I see why i was afraid oh yeah and it was 
exactly like it was described to me. Like you get off the plane, you go through customs, um, which was kind of cool because we kind of cut the line somehow. Like we got to a point right where they opened a new line and then we got to go in that new line that they had just opened. So we got right to the front. It was super awesome. Sweet. Uh, but then you, you get out and everyone's just like, amigo this way. Uh, and they try to get you in, to get in their car and you're just like, no, <laughs> I don't know who you are. Uh, so it, it was interesting. And then the, the airport um, has these people that talk to you at these official desks and they like try to explain the city to you and i think that like as soon as we got to the company that was supposed to take us the guy was like i hope you didn't talk to the people inside or didn't sign anything that they gave you because they're all timeshare people oh yeah <laughs> and i was like oh well good thing i didn't sign anything um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he was like yeah and when you get to the hotel just so you know, there's actual concierges and then there's people at desks dressed like concierge people. They're timeshare people. Like they'll Ooh. try to set you up. They'll try to give you these deals um, so that you'll, but you have to listen to their pitch. So you, you're welcome to do that. Just know that they're trying to sell you a timeshare. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. So, um, super helpful. Got out of that. Yeah. It was goodness. interesting though. Cause they're like, those people were like, well, we'll pay to get you a shuttle down to the other hotel and give you this giant breakfast for free. And I was like, well, that's fine. Except we get free breakfast at this resort. Like we <laughs> paid for it already. <laughs> yeah. It's so, a better breakfast. Yeah. Bacon. It was <laughs> just kidding their bacon is not good oh yeah they yeah they're it looks really good but it's like you know those dog treat bacon things yes it looks and uh tastes just like those <laughs> that's ah, it's impressive you know that you just yeah you know what it tastes I don't wanna, like so. i don't want to talk about it <laughs> Well, cool, dude. Sounds like it was overall a, a fun trip. Glad yeah, you didn't get sucked into timeshare scams. And Yeah, that would have sucked to start out the marriage with the timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you didn't get your organs harvested by a fake taxi driver from the airport. So, yeah. Dodged another bullet there. That would have been a real bummer. <laughs> when... Uh, I went with my parents and one of my sisters to Ecuador a year after I got home from my mission. And we got to, I'm trying to remember, I think it was the night we got to the airport. We hop in a van and the taxi driver's like, yeah, I know where to go. Because we told him the name of the place and driving through these streets and, and it all looks pretty normal to me because I've been there before. But we pull up to this compound looking place and there's like a, an armed guard at the gate and he opens it for us. And again, I wasn't, it was pretty normal, right? Cause I'd seen stuff like that before. But my mom told me later, she was like, I thought we'd been abducted. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were going to get our <laughs> kidneys harvested. I thought we were oh, kidnapped. That's, funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. 
Yeah, isn't Ecuador like a pretty dangerous place? Not really. I mean, it's... I, I mean, for, like, not missionaries? Maybe, but it's not that bad. Maybe I'm thinking of Honduras. Yeah, Honduras is a much higher crime than Ecuador. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Ecuador's a pretty chill place as far as, I mean, compared to most of those countries in, like, Central America. Yeah. Or Venezuela or something like that. But uh, Freaking Venezuela, man. Yeah, it's rough. It's not the people's fault. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well... We're back today with a brand new book. We're back. We're back. Uh, we were going to do a wrap-up on our last book, but it's been so long that I think we're just going to forego that. I have something to say, actually. Okay. I've decided that I prefer to live my life. I prefer to have my soul a bit more tethered than Michael A. Singer. And okay. uh, that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Opinions by Christian. That's yep. a segment that we have. You have so. any final words on that book? Uh, I thought it was really good. I like the, it made me think differently, which is something I like in a book. That is so, true. I'll give it that. It made me think of things that I've never really thought about and things that it did give me some things that I want to improve on. So, yeah. I agree um, with you there. I will, I will say that. Okay. Uh, yes, so we are starting our new book today, and it's one that, Garrett, you've wanted to do this since the beginning, probably just because it was a book you were reading at the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it is called Atomic Habits, and because it's been a whole month, I already, I already finished the book, so I'm going to have to go back and restudy these sections as we discuss them. You've already read the whole thing? Yeah. You canceled on me like four times, and then I canceled on you, and then you got married and were gone for a week. So, yeah, I finished the book. Wow. <laughs> so you just uh, dove through it then, huh? Yeah, I really liked it. It's really good. It is. And Do you see why I was advocating for it? No, for sure. For sure, I do. Yeah. And I know there are a couple haters out there who didn't want us to do this book, including my wife, Kylie. Really? And uh, I just want to say that some things are trendy for a reason. Gosh dang it. And uh, <laughs> I think this is one of those things because I really liked it. Yeah. Like, I thought about that too. I was thinking about how it's a book that a lot of people have heard of. Uh, and the reason I want to do it is because I, there's stuff that I want to improve on and I want to have better habits with. And I think this, this podcast is definitely something that at this point I'm doing to improve myself. So haters can hate, man. <laughs> what, what was it that Luke always used to say? Uh, There's going to be haters, but I'm a skater. <laughs> oh, I mean, he didn't always say that, but he had a story yeah. about a roommate who told him that once or something like that. Yeah, oh, that's funny. I do remember that now. Yep, so uh, 
what how do you want to start this well the the basic layout of this book is it's it's designed to help you help us develop habits right break bad habits create good habits and he lays it out in pretty simple terms you know explaining human nature explaining why it's so important and I think we're just going to go over the intro section today and then get into those four laws is what he called them of building habits and as we go through this I think we're going to we haven't planned this out super well but we're also going to report on habits we're trying to build and systems we're trying to develop to support those habits Uh, but the the biggest thing that I loved from the introduction paragraph er, section is he talks about how our habits are the habits we develop are major contributors or detractors from the quality of our lives. How how if we develop good habits, we can slowly become the type of person we want to be. But if we let Bad habits accumulate and develop those and don't break them. They'll slowly pull us away from the type of person we want to be, which is an idea I really like because, I mean, there's a lot of self-improvement stuff out there, right? And and it can get kind of overwhelming if you're always focused on the things you're doing wrong and how you can get better as opposed to enjoying who you are to some extent. But I think this book had a good balance of focusing on the person you want to be and building your life around that to become the person you want to be, right? Which I think is just a very hopeful idea, a very good idea, and and an idea that I think everybody can use more of in their lives. Yeah, I agree. Um, So today we're going over the introduction. So there's an introduction And then the first section um, is called the fundamentals. That's right. What I really loved about the introduction uh, is he he gives his personal story about how he came to develop good habits that blessed his life uh, or helped him in his life. Um, And the thing I really loved about the introduction was not only his touching story, which I'm going to make you read to get that story, um, but the fact that it took him six years of good habits before he noticed improvement, um, when he was really like, wow, I'm glad I developed these habits, um, because a lot of us, including me, especially me, we do something for a few days and then we expect to see results. And that's just not how it works. Uh, And he mentions that in the introduction as well as that first section. Um, So my question for you, Christian, why is it that we as human beings think that results should be quick, like overnight, basically? I think we are pretty lazy. And I also think the world we live in today 
a lot of things have become very expedient, very convenient, which is nice, which is really good in a lot of ways that we don't have to walk a mile to a well to get water every day or plug in whatever example you want to right there. But it's very easy to fall into a trap of complacency. And I think that's why the author's name is James Clear. I think that's why he's and his story is so impressive is he just has not been complacent, at least hadn't been up until he wrote this book. I guess I don't know the guy now, but his, his story is, is impressive because it's just very disciplined and it took a lot of time and I'm sure he saw little improvements, but yeah, like you said, it took him six years to where he really felt like it had all paid off. Right. And that's that kind of long-term thinking is very hard to stick to, uh, an example that comes to mind is uh, just something that Kylie overheard a couple days ago at she was getting her hair done and uh, by her cousin. But then this other coworker walked up to her cousin and was like, she's in high school and she's like, yeah, I got prom this weekend. So I got to go to the gym like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, which is just kind of a funny idea. Cause like, you're not gonna <laughs> change your body or whatever. You're not going to look, I mean, you'll probably feel a little more confident. That happens to me when I go to the gym for a couple days, right? But it doesn't actually change your body in three days in one week, right? It takes time. And I think there's a lot of, and that's definitely something I'm guilty of, is I, I'm, I, you know, have these ideas of goals of what I want to do and I stick with them for three days and I go really hard for three days and then I take a week off. And I just don't actually get anywhere. Um, another reason why this book uh, impacted me is because he talks a lot about systems and how it's okay to make a mistake, but you want to develop a system that allows you to be successful be successful in that habit more often than not. And that's kind of that's kind of the goal is doing that over time. You change who you are, and not just your outcomes. Yeah. Um, which I really like that section. Uh, it, it talks about how a habit is formed when you see it as part of your identity. When, when you form a habit because you want to be a certain type of person instead of you want a certain outcome, it's way more effective because then your pride is involved. It reminds me of, of, sports honestly i love basketball and i grew up you know hours at a time out front shooting a ball because i wanted to be a good basketball player um it wasn't because you know i wanted the ball to go in every time necessarily it's just because i i loved basketball and i wanted i wanted to be good you know um and that really that example really stuck with me. I really liked that he, he, he mentioned that. Uh, one thing that I don't want to just gloss over is in that very, the very first portion of this section called the fundamentals, uh, 
he talks about the small changes uh, and how you don't really realize that those add up over time. And he talks about how if you get 1% better at something every day for a year, by the end of that year, you'll be 30 times, 37 times better at whatever it is than you were when you started. Uh, that's a lot. And I feel like it's easy to make small improvements to pretty much everything you do. I think what's hard is staying consistent with those small improvements. Yeah, definitely. He gets into, as well, a few of the problems that the majority of people face when they're trying to change who they are. And he makes a big... He separates and points out the difference between goals and habits, right? Which we've kind of discussed that a little bit. But a goal is when you focus on the outcome or you focus on what you want to achieve. A habit should really be you want to change who you are. And one of the main problems with that, and he lists out four problems, but the big issue is goals don't distinguish or separate the winners from the losers. And he gives the example of sports again, the Super Bowl or whatever, whatever he said, but every team at the start of the season wants to win the Super Bowl. Every person, when they start a business, they want to make a bunch of money and provide for themselves. Right. Um, but every team wants to win the Super Bowl. Only one team does 31 teams fall short. It's not the goal that allowed the winner to win the Super Bowl, but it's all the work they put in, all their consistency throughout the season and in preparation for the season. Um, but the goal isn't necessarily what's going to help you achieve success, but it's the systems that you implement to support that goal. I really like that idea. He also talked about another problem we have is how goal achieving is temporary. So if you have a goal to run a marathon or read a book, that's great. And if you stick with it and accomplish that goal, that's good. But at the end of that, if your goal's gone and if you didn't really implement systems, you're going to revert back to the same person you were before you ran that marathon. Um, another problem he, he explains is the mindset of once I achieve fill in the blank, I'll be happy. And that's very problematic, I think, for a lot of reasons and very prevalent in today's society, I would argue. If anybody disagrees with me, I don't think many would, but it's very easy to have the mindset where you think you're going to be happy once you achieve something. You think you're going to be happy once you make a certain amount of money, whatever it is. Uh, but if you make the process of achieving whatever thing a habit and you learn to enjoy that process, it's going to be much more beneficial in the long run. And then the fourth problem he explains, which I really relate to, is he talks about a yo-yo effect and how goals can lead to that, where you do really good, then you do really bad, and you do really good for whatever periods of time. Uh, and that one, that's one that I am very guilty of. For example, and one of my big focuses and what I want to develop good systems around is just physical health. And 
I'm I'm great at eating really healthy for ten hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> of you know, let's say the sixteen I'm awake for, I'm great at eat, I'm I'm fantastic at that. But it's the ability to stick with it for the whole sixteen hours, or for a whole week, a whole month, a whole year, long term. Right, that's the goal, and that's where I think this book had just a lot of good advice of how to turn your goals into habits and make them long lasting and really make it so they change who you are. Yeah, I agree. I think I, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've set a goal and have been like, I want to get here. And then I never come up with a way to get there. Yeah. Like I just have a goal written on my wall because everyone says, a goal is not a goal unless it's written down somewhere. <laughs> um, it's not a. It should be. It, it's not a goal if you don't have a way to get to it. You know, that's that's what you should worry about. That's what you should spend time thinking about. I don't know. I just for some reason I had never done that. Uh, like my goal in high school, for example, was to. Like I had a goal to run a a 5k in a certain amount of time. I can't remember what the time was, which was fine because I, I just figured if I go to practice, I should get there, uh, which is true kind of, but had I, you know, done work by myself, I, I would have gotten there a lot faster. So I don't, I don't know. I just feel like that's really when the, uh, making a habit, revolve around the type of person you want to be really comes into play um, instead of making your your goal be about a result um, you focus on that process and how to get there and then the goal doesn't even matter because you will get there that last section or the last chapter in the section i think that's where we're at right i don't know Okay, Sounds cool. good to me. <laughs> he talks about how to build better habits. And he gives this kind of like a roadmap where he he talks about the cue, craving, response, and reward. Um, and he calls it the science of how habits work. So there's this cue that leads to a craving, that leads to a response, which eventually is associated with the cue um, but this response leads to a reward of some kind um, I can't remember any examples that he he gives uh, what I mean what did you think about the habit loop yeah that was something I had kind of learned before in a class I took in college, actually. And I'd forgotten about it for the most part, but... And I don't remember if, if James Clear lays it out like this, but what I remember is the that cycle of cue, craving, response, reward is going on continuously in our minds. And it influences everything we do. 
And one example I remember is if you're sitting on a couch or in a chair a certain way and you feel your legs start falling asleep, that's the cue. You crave to not have that happen. Your response is you move your leg and your reward is it doesn't fall asleep. Like something that simple that you don't even think through and it takes half a second to shift your body weight or move your leg, whatever it is. Even that is going through that cycle, right? So it really breaks down. And I think you can probably figure out those four parts for any action you do, which is weird, yeah. weird to think about your behavior in that way. Here's a, a whole page full of examples that he gives. Um, you are answering emails. That's the cue. You begin to feel stressed and overwhelmed by work. You want to feel in control. Uh, that's the craving. Uh, response, you bite your nails. Uh, reward, you satisfy your craving to reduce stress uh, by biting your nails. Uh, biting your nails becomes associated with answering emails. So, I mean, that's a what I would perceive as a negative one. Yeah. Um, you wake up. You want to feel alert. You drink a cup of coffee. You satisfy your craving to feel alert. Uh, drinking coffee becomes associated with waking up. So, I mean, there's tons of stuff like that. Yeah. I can't. I'll have to think about my own life and see if I can come up with some examples. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any off the top of my head. Do you? I mean, I, I, I think I... I literally think everything I do, I can I can figure out these steps for <laughs> yeah. if I think about it for a while. But I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I probably could too. Like if you get hungry, that's your, uh, your cue, your craving, your response is you eat something, your reward is you're no longer hungry. I don't know. Anyway, it it breaks down your behavior to those little steps, right? And then the rest of the book kind of revolves around tips or tricks tricks make it sound like it's a, a a cheap trick but a lot of this is i think really good advice but ways to influence that cycle to help you build habits right and he kind of lays it out to create a good habit you want to make it obvious make it attractive make it easy make it satisfying so if you want to make something obvious, if you want to read your book, you put it on your pillow. And that can be your cue, right? Every time you walk into your bedroom, you see that book. And if you have that cue more often, it's more likely that you're going to crave to know the story and respond to it. Or you try to make it attractive. Um, I forget. I don't want to go all th through, all, through all of those because those are going to be the next parts of the, the book. But... That's kind of the idea is in that cycle, you want to do things to make whatever habit you're trying to build more obvious, more attractive, easier, more satisfying. And that that kind of is the core idea behind this whole book, I feel like. Yeah. And then on the flip side, you can do the antonym of each of those words to try to break a bad habit. So you make it invisible, you make it unattractive, you make it difficult, you make it less satisfying or unsatisfying. 
What a good word. Antonym. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. Uh, one last thing that I wanted to touch on is the fact that habits, and this is something I'd never thought about, but it's pretty common sense once someone brings it to your attention. Um, habits are a double-edged sword. Usually, like if you have good habits over time, they'll work greatly in your favor. Uh, over time, if you have a poor habit, it's it's easy to keep around because there's not immediate results from doing something just a few times. But once that habit forms uh, down the road, you're going to see some serious consequences, some serious negative consequences from those bad habits. Um, and good habits take a lot longer to latch on and to see to see the progress from usually than a, a bad habit. But bad habits are, uh, you know, they take long enough to where they will they're they're hard to kick because they take just long enough to where you don't you don't see them right away um you don't see the negative consequences right away so they'll they'll stay around which is unfortunate yeah. um i'm starting to see that with my eating and workout habits especially <laughs> as i get older I came back from Mexico, and I'm, I, I don't want to get a scale because I'm afraid I'm even heavier. You didn't uh, get one for your wedding? No, we didn't put it on the <laughs> registry. Uh, I, I'm kind of glad we didn't because I kind of want to, you know, work out a little bit before I step on one. Yeah. Uh, it was an all-inclusive thing, so nice. I just ate so much food, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I went on a cruise. Me and Kyle went on a cruise for our honeymoon. And the food was not as good as we were hoping it would be, but I still ate a lot of food. So, yeah. <laughs> but going back to what you just said, I that was something I really liked as well. And I think you talked about delayed gratification. Maybe, I think. But how the problem with habits is all the bad habits, you get that gratification instantly. And then later you have to pay for it. Meanwhile, good habits, you have to pay for it up front. And then the gratification comes later. And it's yeah. hard. It's hard to going back to that cue craving response reward. It can be hard to recognize those rewards with a good habit. And that's one of the, hardest things about developing a good habit is because you got to connect the reward to the craving, to the cue, to the response. It's just really interesting because, um, I don't think he actually, he said that, but I, I think you're right. Like a negative habit, you, you get that reward right then. And then you don't see the negative consequence till down the line when that habits set. And then it's, it's way harder to break because it's a habit. Um, I don't think he mentioned that, at least not yet, that, that gratification. Uh, I'm, I may be jumping ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So anyway, you, you mentioned wanting to work out, but 
as we go through this habit book, we talked about having some habits to to share, to report on, and to try to brainstorm systems to to build. Uh, what what do you want to focus on? What do you want to? Uh, yeah, what are you working on right now? What habits? So I'm working on working out um, six days a week. Nice. Uh, I know it's a, uh, it's a steep goal. Um, <laughs> but there's a, there's a gym right outside my apartment there's an on-site gym here. Oh yeah. Nice. So that makes it a lot easier. Uh, I don't have a system. I'm, I'm going to think about that, um, and report on that next week when we record. Um, I also would like to read more. Uh, which I have right now, my goal is to read three days a week for at least half an hour. Okay. Um, and I feel like that's, that's something that's very doable. A lot of times when I read, I end up reading for hours though. (laughs) Yeah. So those are two goals. I'll probably have more next week and i'll come up with systems for those by next week as well okay what are yours so my main one is also physical health and i'm really hoping to go with the and we didn't explain this but the aggregation of marginal gains idea and the the example that James Clear uses is the idea or the example of the British cycling team how they hired a new coach and how he just looks for ways to improve little things here and there right and how all those different gains resulted in well their team winning a lot of Olympic medals and whatnot when before they didn't win anything so even so far as painting the inside of their vans white so they can see dust better, so they can keep dust off their chains and gears to reduce failure there, which sounds ridiculous, right? Like that's <laughs> that's such a small detail you would think, but a genius idea. So I'm really hoping to go with that. I know I want to exercise more. I know I need. I know I can eat better. I know I can sleep better. Um, so again, I don't really have systems completely figured out. I've tried a few things, and I'm going to keep tweaking them. And and I think as we go through the chapters, and and the ideas come that I've used to to develop the systems, I'll talk about them more. But that's the main thing. And. Uh, Along with that, I've been trying to... Okay, my other thing I'm working on is the CPA exam that I'm still in the middle of. I'm halfway done. I got two more tests to take. And I've been trying to get up at 6 a.m. to study in the morning before work because it's just so much harder to study at the end of the day when I'm tired. 
So I know I need to build up a good system around going to bed earlier, winding down earlier, sleeping better, all of that. And that's, again, something that is related to health. But right now, another benefit of that is just better studies for my CPA stuff. And I'm hoping once I finish my CPA exam to continue to get up early and exercise in the morning. So I'm trying to hoping to develop that habit. Anyway, that's that's it for me. That's what I'm working on. So, uh, hopefully, uh, we can make progress, build better systems around these things, and get in shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nice. I want to be a person that uh, doesn't feel my belly jiggle when I walk downstairs. <laughs> that's again. That's a that's not a system. But I guess I guess that is an identity. Hey, that's an sense. identity. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's I, the type of person I want to be. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really gained weight since I got married. But yeah, I don't know how you've swung that. Well, but I, I was going to finish. I my the brown belt I wear to church each week. I have gone up like two belt holes. So. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> I, I may have not gained weight on the scale, but I know I'm not in the same physical shape that I've been in before. So anyway, I just want to feel good and, and be healthy. And Yeah. I don't really have a goal weight, a weight goal, but. I feel like, so I've, I feel like most people, their bodies kind of start falling apart when they're 40, 50 years old. Uh, mine, I feel like is falling apart now. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a, a slope. You know, you're starting to go downhill, and it's just going to get worse. So you better. Uh... I better start taking care of myself, man. <laughs> Is this how all 28 year olds feel? Because gosh, you're not. I'm, you're not 28. I'm, I'm 27. I'm 27. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm 28. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, all of our older listeners are probably laughing at you for <laughs> I thinking <know. laughs> that at, at age 27. But. Uh, man. All right. Well, yeah, we got some work to do. Got some systems to develop. It's, it's hard to develop systems for working out in my opinion, but I'll have to think about it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll both be working on that one. So hopefully we can yeah. get some good ideas. <laughs> my system might be to just have my wife nag me about it. <laughs> yeah, good, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That'll just bother me. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, tune in next week. See you then. See ya.